Welcome to the Natural Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Backus. And today I'm recording this on Friday, October 14th, 2022. And today I'm going to talk about Saturn. It won't be the first time I've talked about Saturn on the show, and it certainly won't be the last time. Uh, you've heard me talk about Saturn in context of karma, and there's been a tune in to Saturn meditation earlier. Um, so today I'm going to give you a perspective on Saturn that I've been um, playing with is maybe the best way to say it over the last few weeks. And it's um, actually in part of an entire journey that I'm taking and I'm inviting people to take with me over the next several months. Um, first, I want to say that I'm offering a free workshop on Saturn on October 22nd. I'll put a link in the episode description, but you can go just to the homepage of my website if you want to sign up for that. And it's going to be a deep dive, or at least a deep, as deep a dive as we can do in two hours into the archetypes of Saturn and how your archetype of Saturn is how you own your life or not. Uh, and let me just talk a little bit about why and how I got to this point. Um, first to say that I don't have everything I want in my life right now. I don't have, if I kind of list out my big life desires, I have some of them. I'm certainly living the life I want to live. I'm doing what I want to do, but there's some things I don't have. And one of the ways you could tell that maybe there's some things you could do differently from a, a Saturn perspective. Maybe there's some ways you could own your Saturn uh, is by knowing, if, do you have what you want? And then when you ask the question, why not? Why don't I have that now? The answer will point you uh, to ways in which maybe you're not claiming your Saturn. It's all the ways that we uh, don't take responsibility and don't commit to our lives, our dharma, our purpose. And so I'm going to talk about that for a little while. And then, of course, I'll be talking more specifically about it on the 22nd. So um, first of all, I just want to say that the chart is holographic, right? We are holographic beings. We live in a holographic universe. And what that means is this is one way into your life. It's a pretty important way from a astrology point of view, um, but you can enter the chart. You can, you can sort of really get a handle on what's going on by looking at any planet uh, and starting or the lunar nodes. I've uh, some of you have heard me talk about the lunar nodes. I've done readings that start with the lunar nodes. There have been some highly successful astrologers that that's where they start and that's what they focus on. I've done readings where I started with Venus. I've done readings where I started with Pluto. And of course, we can always do um, look at the chart by starting with the sun, the central principle of the chart. This is one way in. And the reason that I've chosen Saturn, besides the fact that I'm a very Saturnian person and I have four planets in Capricorn plus an angle, uh, including my sun and Saturn itself, uh, besides that, Saturn is the last visible planet in the solar system. It is the last 
it, until we got telescopes and we started discovering the outer planets. And when I, when I say discovering, I mean, from a modern point of view, we could see them. I think a lot, there were a lot of ancients that knew there were other planets past Saturn, but until we actually started paying attention to those planets past Saturn, Saturn was the end game. Saturn was the limit, the boundary of the known universe. And Saturn represented things like limits and boundaries and death. Uh, and it's the gateway both in and out of human life from that perspective. So if you think about uh, Saturn being that last visible planet, this big ringed planet, the, the kind of the boundary of our visible solar system, there's a one of the esoteric concepts in, in astrology, well, in cosmology in general, is that the soul comes to the earth, comes into incarnation by passing through um, the, the domain of each one of these planets. And so if you think about it from that perspective, coming in when the soul comes into um, existence as an embodied being on earth, that's the first place, right? At least in classical astrology. And even, uh, even in modern astrology, the, the, the planets past Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, et cetera, are, um, they're more transpersonal. They're more about, uh, not so much about embodied life, although they obviously have an impact on embodied life, but they're more soul related. And Saturn's the gateway to the soul, the gateway between the soul and human life. And as I've been studying this and tuning into it and playing with it, I'm really getting that sense of Saturn as um, the gatekeeper. And it's called the gatekeeper. Saturn is called uh, the keeper of the keys to the gate. The, and it has lots of those um, kind of nicknames. It's associated with time. It's associated with reality, 3D reality, right? Because that's what we have to, um, that's what we have to cooperate with in order to do our lives. And so this is one of the ways I've come to really understand Saturn and why when um, we talk about manifesting, for instance, one of the popular words, right? Everybody wants to manifest their perfect life. Everybody wants to manifest what they want. Manifesting is by definition, bringing something into form, bringing into something into physical existence. That is Saturn. That's one of the primary meanings of Saturn. And in fact, um, most of us, many of us will remember our Saturn returns. Some of us have had two. Uh, some people live to have three. That happens just before age 90. Um, but most people that are listening to this are probably at least near or through um, at least their first Saturn return at around age 29. What happens when Saturn is activated and the return is just the most obvious activation and the one that we can uh, find the timing for without, um, without looking at charts necessarily. Uh, when we have that Saturn return, things crystallize we get a direct reflection of what we've been working on in our lives or not. We'll get a direct reflection of how we're taking responsibility or not. 
And typically, a Saturn return is a time where we really take on a level of maturity. That's one of Saturn's meanings. So that gives you another example, another way of looking at um, and understanding and sort of relating to Saturn, maybe in your own life. Maybe you can remember what was going on for you at a particular Saturn return and how it played out for you. Another, another way that, that we can think about this is that Saturn represents karma. We've talked again about, or at least I've talked about Saturn and karma on the podcast before, and in fact, did a whole series of classes on karma and astrology. Karma meaning the consequences, right? Karma is just means action. And karma is the consequence of what we hold in our hearts, what we believe. And Saturn is uh, the holder of those consequences. Saturn relates to karma. Saturn, where Saturn is, shows us where some of the tightest karmic knots are. And then Saturn, as Saturn activates various planets and gets active in our chart as it does its transits, it's like we see the karma that we're creating or uncreating at that time. Saturn shows us the truth. Saturn's the truth teller. One of the meanings of Saturn is integrity. So Saturn rules, for instance, um, the skeleton. So it rules the bones of the body and the skeleton of the body. The, in other words, the structure and the foundation that creates uh, the ability for us to, to exist, right? Everything else kind of hangs onto those bones, that structure, and so there's that sense of integrity. And I don't just mean truth telling. I mean, more being in integrity with oneself. And that brings us to the whole idea of Saturn representing Dharma. Dharma meaning purpose, one of the meanings, but Dharma meaning, what are we here for? What's our duty? What are we in service to? What's our purpose here? And I, the more I am looking into Saturn, the more I'm studying it, the more I'm, I'm feeling into it. And again, uh, very active in my chart right now, it's directly opposite my moon. So of course I can feel Saturn right now more than maybe usually. When we talk about Dharma and purpose, Saturn is always going to give us a direct reflection of when we are or are not aligned with our purpose. And again, this another word for Saturn might be alignment, right? We have to keep our, our foundation, our skeleton, our structure aligned. And in this case, that means being aligned with our purpose. So what happens, um, actually, let me back up a little bit. So one of the things, when we talk about Saturn in astrology, Saturn gets a bad rap. Right. I did an entire class on Saturn called Saturn friend or foe uh, because I was beginning to study and been, beginning to really look into this idea of why do we call Saturn a malefic? Why is everybody afraid of Saturn transits? Why do, does the idea of a Saturn return strike terror into people's hearts? Besides the fact that, of course, we're giving our power away to astrology and Emily Trinkus and I had a wonderful conversation about that about two or three episodes ago. If you haven't listened, I highly recommend you go um, because it was kind of fun having that whole conversation about how um, we do give our way our power away to astrology. But beyond 
that um, there's, if you've been studying astrology for a while, hopefully you've had a chance to look at different schools of astrology and whether you've been studying it at, at all or not, you've probably heard a lot of the, what I would call the patriarchal distortions of Saturn, limits, boundaries, the stern taskmaster, the, the uh, people talk about Saturnian teachers, like the teacher that has the ruler or the, the stick out to hit you when you get it wrong. So Saturn is seen as a punisher, but that's not what Saturn really is. Uh, and that's not the, the more ancient vision of Saturn. Saturn, uh, in my view, the, a lot of this got distorted maybe in the time of the Greeks. I think the Greeks distorted a lot of things personally, but that's a rant that I'm not going to go into today. <laughs> um, and if, you're, if you've looked at uh, just the the attitude towards women is probably one of the places I start uh, when I come up with that opinion. Um, but when we start looking at Saturn, even like pre-Greek, even the Romans had a very different view of Saturn. And Saturn, one of the things that people forget when they start studying the mythology of Saturn is Saturn ruled over the golden age. Saturn was the ruler of the golden age. And in the golden age, if you go look it up and look up Saturn, uh, I think it might be under Cronus because that's another one of the names for Saturn is Cronus. But if you look up Saturn ruler of the golden age and go do an internet search, you can get some great articles about it. The golden age was a time where there were no laws. Saturn's associated with laws and rules and boundaries and limits, right? But during the golden age, when Saturn was actually in charge, there were no laws because we didn't need them. And there are, there's a lot said about it by the ancient um, people. But in my um, interpretation is that people were aligned with their souls in the golden age. The earth was in uh, a perfect sort of garden of Eden existence as well. And while people were aligned with their souls, so the spiritual and the, the human were aligned and together and united, there was no need for laws. There were, there, we wouldn't have needed those laws and rules because people knew how to exist and they knew how to live and they knew how to get along. They knew how to cooperate and co-create and be part of this beautiful earth that we live on. So that's, a, 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 that's the, I guess if I had a goal, it would be for us to find our way back to that golden age. And one way to do it is by claiming our Saturn. And certainly we can each do it for ourselves, right? And so that's, that's the journey I'm embarking on. Um, so I want to give a couple of examples of, uh, so I've talked about kind of the, what I would consider the, the more fundamental uh, energies of Saturn, the four, more fundamental associations with Saturn, and that's alignment and integrity. Saturn's a contracting force. It does create restriction, limitation, boundary. But if you think about, for instance, um, a river flowing to the ocean, 
if there's no boundaries on that river, if there's no banks on that river, then it's not going to flow to the ocean. It's going to be the ocean. Right? So the restriction and the boundaries simply gives uh, structure to the flow. And, and that's what we're looking for when we're trying to do, uh, do our Saturn in our lives is give structure to the flow, not limit it, not hold it back, not um, distort it, but give structure to it, give it a, a pathway. And again, if you think about life purpose and think about that being maybe the fundamental uh, container for the flow of life force in your life, that's what we're talking about with the higher meaning of Saturn. So let's give an example. And I'm just going to use me as an example because I know me best, right? Um, but in the workshop on the 22nd, we'll be doing lots of examples and we're going to be talking about all the different archetypes of Saturn. So as I've said, I have Saturn and Capricorn. I have a lot of Capricorn planets, including my son. So even if I'm just from looking at Saturn and Capricorn right now, so that's one of the 12 archetypes of Saturn. And this is a place where Saturn is particularly strong. It's one of the places that Saturn's at home. I use the traditional rulerships. And so in my, in my teaching and my uh, thinking, Saturn rules both Capricorn and Aquarius and Saturn's exalted in Libra. And just the fact that it's exalted in Libra gives us another kind of clue exalted means that that's the sign of the zodiac where saturn basically does its best work and libra is the sign of the scales balance harmony justice so if saturn is most exalted most happy most does its best work in libra then that tells you again something about this idea of integrity and what saturn's really about and again, um, if you think about the golden age where everything was in balance, everything was in harmony, that's why Saturn is exalted in Libra. Um, so let's come back to Cap <clears throat> excuse me, let's come back to Capricorn and then we may, I may spend a minute talking about uh, Saturn and Libra as well. So Saturn and Capricorn, so Capricorn, the sea goat, it's also associated with mountain goats, but it's, it's the sea goat. And so it's actually the sign of bringing what's underneath, right? The sea into form onto land, right? The sea goat, the creature that's half ocean, half land. And so Saturn in Capricorn is very much about making stuff happen in the 3D realm. And whenever you have Saturn in an earth sign, it means essentially mastery, of the earth realm, mastery of the material realm. And so you can think of material realm as it's really all parts of human life, but maybe more so like success, right? Career, um, riches, wealth, uh, what we own, uh, the things that we do, things that we have that are physical are phys what we value in a lot of ways. Uh, and of course, the house where you have it in the chart, you know, what house, if you're in, a, if you're in you understand what that means, astrologically is going to be another um, level of interpretation. But for right now, we're just talking about Saturn and the signs. So Saturn and Capricorn, Capricorn about achievement and success. And again, sort of related to career and worldly success, but also um, earth wisdom true earth wisdom, Saturn or uh, Capricorn is also 
the sign of the Council of Indigenous Grandmothers, according to the shamanic astrology people. So Saturn in that sign has like it's doubled down on wisdom and maturity and really co-creating with the earthly realm um, to achieve and to have success. So Saturn done well in Capricorn is going to be um, just by definition, a successful person. And I don't have a I don't have a particular definition of success I'm working with here because success is unique to each one of us. And one of the ways we fail to do our Saturn, in fact, the primary way that we fail to do our Saturn is by doing somebody else's idea of success or doing somebody else's idea of life or doing somebody else's idea of anything. Saturn, again, when it comes to integrity, points us back over and over and over into our own selves, our own souls. What is true for me? How am I in alignment with me? And so for, <clears throat> excuse me, example, for example, in my own life, I had a very, by all outward appearances, successful corporate career in my, um, the first half of my life. I had a, a six-figure salary. I was at the director level. I sat with the executives and meetings. Um, I was, again, by all outside measures, it was a successful career in corporate world in that first part of my life. And at some point I realized it wasn't working for me. So this was an example of Saturn not done exactly the way Saturn wants to be done, right? This was a, 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 an example of doing success by outside external standards, by the world standards, by the outside laws of the, the culture. And so it didn't feel right. It didn't feel good. And then after I left that corporate career, it took me quite some time to kind of let go of those outer um, rules and laws and directions and find my own rules and laws and directions. And I still, after just having completed my second Saturn return, I'm still working on the mastery of my own integrity, of my own definition of success. And again, as I said at the beginning, I have a lot of it and it's more from the outside, it probably doesn't look as successful unless you're far enough away that you can't see all the, the nitty gritty, right? Of the daily life. Um, can't see my old car, my little apartment or something like that. But from the inside, I live where I wanna live. I have work that I absolutely love. Uh, again, as I talked about at the beginning, I'm well on my way to success by my definition. And there are still some things I want to master in this earth realm. So that's an example of Saturn and Capricorn uh, in terms of how it looks and how it might show up. And then I want to just say one more thing about the basic fundamental sort of need of Saturn and Capricorn seems to be respect. And when I think about what I've not felt like I've had for much of my life, it's respect. 
when I was young, I wanted to be taken more seriously. I didn't want to be treated as young. And I certainly didn't want to be dismissed as just a girl, right? Because there, and I grew up and came of age and started my career at a time where it, and in industries where it was not helpful to be female. Um, so respect is kind of the unmet need. And in Saturn's world, and in order to do Saturn and to own Saturn, we have to take that thing that we want so badly and learn to do it for ourselves. So my lesson, one of my fundamental lessons in order to master this material realm and have the life that I want is to learn to do respect for myself, to learn to have it for myself, to learn to understand it and embody respect. And that's one of my challenges. That's one of the things I'm working on. And uh, certainly I have lots of ways and uh, to practice it. And it's also about seeing myself as successful, right? That's part of that respect thing. So that's a Saturn and Capricorn example. Um, I don't want to give away the entire workshop that I'm doing next week, but let's just pick um, one other one. Let's pick Saturn and Libra just because I mentioned it. So again, Saturn is uber strong, super strong in Libra, right? Because it's exalted there. So if you have Saturn and Libra in your chart, uh, it's even more true that Saturn is kind of your key to having the life that you want. And Saturn and Libra, again, the high expression, the done well, the mature, wise, um, fully owned Saturn is somebody that is completely centered right? This is, we're talking about the scales, the balance, the scales, completely centered and harmonious in themselves. And because this is a sign, Libra's much a sign that's much related to relationship, this means in relationship. So when we look at another or we're in relationship, and of course we're in relationship with everything, everything and everyone, and it's about always knowing how to stay centered in ourselves, no matter who and what we're relating with. And of course, if you have a lot of Libra in your chart, you probably know that one of the things you tend to do or might tend to do when you haven't quite owned that Libra energy is be more tuned in, um, especially if you're a fairly sensitive soul, um, it, you can tend to be more tuned into what other people think and how other people see you and looking for approval from other people. It's, this is the self other um, energy, right? The energy between me and you. And so Saturn and Libra uh, may feel even more restrictive when, until we become aware of it and conscious of it and begin really working with it, we might feel even more uh, restricted around feeling centered and balanced and within ourselves. And so in order to do Saturn and Libra, it's about reclaiming my ability to stand on my own in relationship with others. Not, this is not like go off and hide from other people. This is remain centered here at home while I'm with other people. And we could say that's sort of true uh, in, for all of us all the time anyway. But in Libra, again, we're reclaiming 
that ability uh, to stand on our own in relationship. So that's just a couple of examples um, of how we might be tested. Saturn's also associated with testing, but how we might be tested to take responsibility for our own lives, commit to our own lives, commit to ourselves in order to master this life on earth. And when I say master, I don't mean dominate. I mean, um, have mastery in the sense of be skilled, be skilled at it in order to be skilled at life on earth, because of course it doesn't, well, it doesn't really come with owner's manuals until you've studied astrology for a long time or psychology or one of these other things. And then maybe you have a little bit more of an owner's manual for human life. But this is Saturn, if you just use Saturn as the teacher and just really start to lean into understanding te uh, Saturn, I think that may very well uh, be the, the only rule book we need in the end. And of course, as I've talked about in the karma, the series that I did, in order to, in order to not create new karmas, in other words, in order to not create new consequences that we will then have to deal with at some point, the only way not to create karma is to act purely out of our soul's desires, purely in touch with our soul. And in my view, that's what Saturn's all about, is to show us when we are and when we're not. And that's what I'll be talking about on the 22nd. And that's what I'll be doing more uh, offerings on over the coming months as I uh, keep diving into doing my own Saturn, owning my Saturn and owning my life. So thanks so much for being here. Again, I'll uh, put the sign up link for the, the free Saturn call in the episode notes. And if you're listening to this after the 22nd, you might go ahead and put your name on that list anyway, uh, because I will be doing other offerings over the next few months. And of course, if you're not subscribed to my newsletter, you might want to subscribe to that as well. I actually just offered um, discounts on my services in this last newsletter that I put out. And if that's something, if you're not on my newsletter list and you're interested in knowing about my services and uh, maybe taking advantage of that discount, um, just let me know, send me a note, get a hold of me. I'm sure there's ways there's probably really cool podcast ways. I know you can leave me voice messages. I honestly don't know how to tell you to do it, but if you know how to do it, do it. Cause I listen to all the messages I get and I respond. Um, so thanks so much again for listening. I appreciate that very much. It's um, it's a joy to do this podcast and I will talk to you. Um, I guess I could tell you that the next episode is a special, will be a, um, a special episode. I think it'll be um, in between the two episodes, the next two episodes. So it'll be a bonus. That's the word I was looking for, a bonus episode. And uh, I'll be having a conversation with Emily Trinkus. We'll be talking about the eclipse season coming up. Actually, we're in eclipse season now, but we'll be talking about the eclipses coming up and some of the major astro energies that we're all experiencing. So take care. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you again soon.